Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, want to remind you, um, when I get carpets cleaned, it's never just clean, it's zero res clean, and I won't have it, have it any other way. $33 per room clean, call and tell them Jake from The Zone sent you. Uh, 801-288-9376, that's 801-288-ZERO. Gordon, uh, we're excited for our next guest. We're going to bring uh, hopefully some attention to a really good cause, uh, partnering with a good friend of the of the station for a long, long time, uh, Jeff Griffin, who you might know from uh, his time with the Wheel and Jazz, and you also might know from Austin's great moment in radio history that that we always seem to come back to. No, even just to remind everybody, he is the greatest wheelchair athlete ever to walk the earth that's the one very same and he's going to bring on a special guest as well who's uh, this is just a a, um, a really nice thing and uh, jeff as i mentioned is a good friend of the station so we thought we would uh, we would cast a little attention uh, their way and and in fact let's let's first bring jeff on with us and uh, then we'll have jeff introduce our, our special guest today but he's the one the only jeff griffin jeff how are you sir hey i am doing great thanks for having me on jake Hey, our our pleasure, Jeff. Because what you uh, what you're doing here is is really really cool. And I just mentioned it. Uh, you know, you've had a relationship with the station going back a long time, and uh, I'm glad we're getting you on today to yeah get a little attention this way. So why don't you introduce our our special guest today? No, absolutely. In fact, the way I'm going to introduce our our guest today is, is kind of bringing Austin into this conversation too. Um, I know that uh, Gordon bought him some some golf balls that said uh, the greatest wheelchair athlete to walk the earth. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but th- th- that is not my original thought, Jeff. That was coming straight from the mouth of Austin. So <laughs> Gordon told me to say that. Actually, that's a little yeah, known right. fact of the story. Yeah. <laughs> right, absolutely. So, so I signed Austin balls. Um, his golf balls that were given to him by Gordon, of course, and and hopefully, Gordon, uh, you got one of those, but. Uh, the guest that we're talking about here is uh, a good friend of mine. And the reason why I bring that up is because, you know, yes, if the listeners don't know, I've been in a wheelchair for over 20-plus years, played some wheelchair basketball, I've gone to the Paralympics, um, I've gone to the All-Star game eight, eight times. But um, back in 2019, I just moved to North Ogden at the base of Ben Loman, uh, And I'm like, you know what, I want to – to climb that mountain i want to go to the top my wife's like you know what hon you want to climb mount everest but you won't put a a cup in the sink and and i'm like that's not newsworthy (laughs) and uh but i did want to climb mount ben loma 9711 feet and so so i asked some people in my uh into my area if they wanted to join me and so they put together this this portable parallel bar um that went around people's necks and so i used it as balance and i walked all the way to the top but it, but it wasn't um, – I wouldn't have made it to the top if it wasn't for a group of guys. 
um, that, that went with me. And one of those guys is Evan Fitzgerald. And, um, and I just wanted to introduce Evan to um, your listeners and, and the whole world because um, of his story and what's happened to him. And, and if, it, if it wasn't for Evan and the rest of those guys, I wouldn't have been able to get to the top of this mountain to, to be able to see a view that was, you know, um, just beautiful. And, uh, and I was able to make it to the top on my feet. And, uh, and so, you know, I, I just want to introduce um, today's, you know, I wanted to introduce Evan Fitzgerald to, to the listeners and, and to you guys as well. Evan, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. How are you? I'm doing great. It's an honor to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, Evan. Uh, tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about you and uh, your kind of your story and your years of service as a, a firefighter paramedic. Sure. Yeah. It, it all kind of started like I'm sure a lot of young kids uh, dreaming to be like their dad. My my dad was a fishing game biologist. Uh, he did a lot of incredible things. Uh, one that is a, you know, someone, one that everybody can enjoy is uh, the, the Rocky Mountain goats. Uh, he helped bring those over from Washington State, and uh, we got to go feed them. And just growing up with, with that uh, mind in the home of service, really, if we were driving down the road, he'd pull over and pick up garbage if he saw it. So he, he inspired me in a lot of ways uh, to, to follow my own passion. And eventually that led me to uh, serving those who serve really is, is kind of where my passion has gone. And it, it did start in the fire service. I, I've been a paramedic firefighter uh, for 17 years about and full time for 11. And it's been an incredible experience uh, just being with, a, a team of individuals who are like-minded and who are devoted to stepping in front of chaos to mitigate some of that in order to prolong the precious time that we have together. So it, it's been uh, an amazing road and uh, just kind of ended abruptly. Uh, as you, as you alluded to, I got knocked out on a fire in 2017 and, uh, I, I wasn't well equipped to recover, and what basically happened was I, I developed a chronic uh, lung disease uh, that has pulled me from the job. So my I was forced to medically retire, and uh, my, my passion and my aim has kind of changed based on that, but it seems even though before the injury, I, I was helping with wellness within the fire service and, and a little bit within the you know, police, uh, law enforcement uh, arena as well. So that's that's kind of what I, I'd love to share with you today and, and why that's important and how it relates to me and our situation and our family. So, Evan, uh, explain to our listeners what happened to you, but because apparently the way I understand it is you were you were uh, you went to help the the fires in California during Christmas uh, time at that particular uh, moment and uh, and you were a tree fell on you or something and you fell down uh, the side of a mountain uh, tell us what happened to you 
and, and first of all, I'd also be interested in knowing how much guts it takes and technical knowledge it takes to do that sort of thing. Yeah, sure. Uh, it was, uh, like you said, the lilac fire was the initial fire we went to in California. And we went with a group here in Utah, uh, Task Force Team 2, and uh, we were putting out spot fires, and uh, this tree looked stable. I hit it with a straight stream, you know, a powerful enough stream that it would knock a branch off if it was loose. Um, so we did that, and I operated underneath it. Next thing I knew is uh, I was kind of out of it. Uh, it was a familiar feeling because I grew up snowboarding, got knocked out quite a few times uh, being reckless. And, uh, you know, um, basically what I was told is the tree fell, smacked me square in the head, and I, I ragdolled down a, a hill about a 45-degree angle and, and ended up face down at the bottom of the hill. Um, and to answer the second part of your question, uh, I think that it, that it's it's one that you, you never really know until you stand in front of it. And for everybody, it, it's a little bit different, I guess, as far as, what it takes to face those sorts of things. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, for me, it, it feels like it takes more courage to hop on this call with you. And uh, maybe that's just because of uh, I've done the firefighting thing for so long and it's kind of familiar. But yeah, I mean, it, it does take a, a certain amount of commitment and resolve to not run away when it gets uh, chaotic and scary. So Jeff, uh, switching gears to you for for just one second. Let's let's talk to our listeners. Obviously, you uh, you know felt a, a passion to kind of get involved with Evan and and get some attention. Let's let's talk about what we can do. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, what's interesting here is and you'll get this. You'll get this feel that Evan is is a very humble guy, and he comes from he comes from the 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 mold where you don't talk about your successes. You don't brag about the things that you've done, and um, and, and he just goes about his business, you know, serving. In fact, uh, you know, I'm sure he's probably a little embarrassed to, that I brought that to that point up. That uh, you know, he, um, I'm going to have to send you the link so your your listeners can go watch it. But uh, we're at the top of this mountain, and I'm str- I'm I'm basically holding on to the bottom of the bars now because. Evan and the other guy is actually dragging me up the hill, even though I'm, you know, taking the steps up there. And and just his willingness to serve, his passion to serve other people, you know, it was just contagious. And so when I heard what happened to him, right, because here's Evan, a man who has been serving our community for 17 years, um, and he goes and, and makes a call to the another state of California and gets knocked out with Gordon mentioned it's this mountain, right? He's fallen down a mountain and then he's helped me up a mountain and now he's facing a different kind of mountain today where because of the stress and strain that's happened over these 17 years, um, Evan's gotten to the point where he can no longer fight fires or serve our community and he had to make a decision or uh, he'll be a little bit kinder in saying this, but uh, he was kind of, you know, given a decision that he couldn't refuse, you know, an offer he couldn't refuse. And uh, he had to walk away from firefighting because of a a physical issue um, that is, that has also affected um, 
is his his mental capacity as well. But but now what's happening here is workman comp and um, the state of Utah's insurance company is denying Evan um, to to cover him and his family moving forward. And and I'm like that's that's just that isn't that doesn't seem right to me. It doesn't seem right that that's happening. And so I'm like. He's, people got to know who Evan is. They got to hear his story, and you know we put up a GoFundMe account as well. It, uh, that hopefully you guys can go to uh, if you're listening, and, and take a look at the story. But if anybody knows anybody in Workman, Workman's Comp or the uh, the insurance of the state or the city that could help us out here, but um, you know I just thought that this is crazy that uh, here's here's a man who has served the state of Utah, um, falling down mountains, helping others climb their mountains, and now he has a mountain of his own that he, he's got to overcome. And Evan, we'll, we'll get to that GoFundMe account and let our listeners know how they can help, but your, your specialty uh, ended up being uh, active in wellness and wellness for firefighters and, and first responders. And Gordon and I, it was a very different topic, but we were talking about anxiety and, and trauma and uh, the impacts that that can have on, on people, uh, not to mention the, the physical type of stuff that uh, that you're certainly going through and, and others do as well. And these are, you know, these are the people that are our first responders and on the front lines of, of situations that can be quite traumatic. And I don't know if we all have the proper appreciation for what folks uh, in, in your line of work go through. Well, I, I can say that I've worked with some incredible individuals who put their head down and they grind and they grind and they grind until they got nothing left. And, uh, what, what I saw in regard to that was happening in my own family. And I saw it happening with, uh, my partners, my friends around me as well. And, uh, you know, I, I thought, Hey, if, if the public expects a professional performance and, uh, you know, uh, a quick response, uh, to mitigate some of the the trauma or some of the chaos, um, whatever it may be, uh, we, we better start treating these individuals in uniform like the professional athletes they are. So I looked at a lot of other programs throughout the state of Utah, uh, which there's, there's not a lot, to be honest with you, but throughout the U.S., there are some pretty good programs. And Denver Fire is known for treating their firefighters that like like professional athletes, and that's what my goal has been, is uh, you know to to be able to maintain the level of uh, drive and passion that the job requires. We we just need to sustain that with these other principles of of wellness to you know uphold that desire to serve. Because what happens is a lot of times that that sense of purpose just gets crushed by the weight of sleep deprivation, the, the trauma, like you said, the exposures to psychological and physical trauma, and just the chronic level of stress that is kind of a meat grinder. Uh, so we, we put together some tools and resources to address those things. Uh, and, um, you know, a lot of that had to do with uh, the passion that was instilled in me from a young age. Um, and, and uh, having a deep appreciation for the response that was made on my family's behalf when I was a kid. 
Well, Evan and Jeff, we want to thank you for coming on the show today. We really appreciate it. Uh, there, we have a links to the the GoFundMe to help uh, Evan in in this time of need. Uh, we've got that up on our socials on the Zone Sports Network. Austin, and myself, I retweeted it and uh, would encourage our listeners to help out. And we uh, want to thank you both for all that you do for us uh, in our community. And Evan, thank you for your your longtime service there on the front lines. We appreciate you both joining us today. Here, thank you. Thank you both. All right, that is uh, our friend Jeff Griffin and uh, Evan Fitzgerald, uh, who's uh, having some issues as a result of an injury uh, while on the job as a firefighter and uh, also, uh, you know, created a wellness program for firefighters. I mean, just a, a really good person, and he's got a family. And uh, if, if you can help, again, that GoFundMe is across uh, all of our socials. Think about somebody who does what, uh, what Evan has done for so long. And then they're out there doing this work, and they get injured like that. My goodness, Jake. Uh, we we really take these guys for granted too often. Agree. I, I totally agree. And, you know, Evan, his particular situation came when he was in California fighting a, a, a wildfire. And yeah. uh, G- Gordon, I mean, those we, we talked to uh, our friend Sarah Todd from the Deseret News about how wildfires impacted her family and you know, here these uh, firefighters are, are out there uh, saving lives, man, in that particular circumstance, let alone on a, on a daily basis. Um, yeah, uh, amazing stuff. So mm, if you can help, please do. And that's up uh, on our Twitter accounts. All right, Gordon, we're going to have more coming up next. Uh, Sam Amick at 4, Tim Lacombe at 5. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. <laughs> You're locked on to The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to uh, remind you about our friends at SNS Roofing. Their huge winter and spring sales event is going on now where they can save you thousands on a new roof. Call pound 250 today and say SNS Roofing for your free bid. Uh, Gordon, uh, somebody over there at the trip had a, had a stay in your lane moment today. What happened? Did you see this, Austin? Uh, no. Columnist extraordinaire Robert Gerke. Am I saying that mm-hmm. right, by the way? That's how I read Gerke. it. You know how you when you read things in your brain and it's not always the way it's supposed to? Is it Gerke? 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 Gerke, yeah. Gerke, all right. Anywho, uh, he uh, retweeted a fake Woj account today that said that uh, the fake Woj uh, account reported that Donovan Mitchell will not be traveling with the team on road games for the rest of the regular season. <laughs> and uh, anyway, he admitted that he got April Fools or or whatever, but I thought, come on, Gerke, stay in your lane, bruh. That's uh, like that San Francisco <laughs> news reporter. Yeah, I stayed at your mom's a, house. Uh, she's a friend of mine. <laughs> isn't that kind of a, a, a sort of a, a bad form for to make a joke out of something like that? Uh, I mean, they didn't. I mean, hardly anybody asked. that would anybody who would laugh about a situation. Like what happened with the jazz, you know, for instance, like uh, talking about birds and such, 
uh, should feel ashamed of himself yeah. for you know trying to. I don't think make those comical like that. I don't think those um, uh, self-deprecation there, Jake. No, I I I liked it and, and appreciated it. I'm sorry. Let me. <clears throat> anyway, Good yeah, job. I mean that's that's a serious thing to joke about, really. I mean. But I, I don't think those trolls out there are trying to make a joke about it. I think they're trying to fool everybody. Yeah, okay. I, I don't think they're going for laughs. I think they're going for people out there to go, oh, my gosh, no way, and retweet it without, like, thinking or checking where it's coming from. Have you guys ever enjoyed doing that sort of thing on April Fool's? Oh, I hate April Fool's yeah. Day. I hate it. hate it 100%. Even when you were a kid, though, did you get into it? Nope. Not at all. I, I am ashamed to say in my younger years I was yeah. all about it. But about 15 years ago, I went. This is really stupid. No, I'm I'm a fairly <laughs> gullible person, and so I and I never pay attention to what day of the year it is. So I'd always somebody'd prank me and be like, "What? What? Well, that's a jerk move!" And they go, "April Fools!" And I'd say, "It's April." What are you talking See, about? See, that's I know a lot of people who fit into the category of of of, of uh, yanking people's chains like that. And and you're right. There are people such as yourself. Who who lo- want to believe people, right? You want to believe people, right. even though you're kind of a skeptic. That's an interesting bit of dichotomy there, Jake. Well, it's because I'm uh, a skeptic about things as a whole, but I'm genuinely a very trusting person one-on-one <laughs> with people yeah. whom I uh, uh, trust that trust with. Thus, I feel yeah. completely betrayed when a friend or family member plays I, a trick on me. I, I'm, I'm kind of more like you. I, I I agree with you completely in that regard, and uh, but there are some people who think they get a big kick out of that sort of thing. I will say this: that uh, Jake, in uh, how long ago was this? Uh, it was I want to say maybe twenty years ago? I wrote a column um, saying that Pat Summit uh, was accepting an MBA job. You did? And Why don't I remember that? I, I, it was a long time ago. Oh. It was maybe more than 20 years ago. It might have been 25 years ago. I don't know. Anyway, uh, and I did it to, to, as a joke for April Fools, but I also did it to make a point that Pat Summit was fully capable of coaching an NBA team, in my opinion. You know, And that was fairly radical back then. Uh, maybe it's radical today among some people, but... It's quite amazing what women are capable of doing, Jake, in case you hadn't noticed. Yeah. But she was one of the all-time great coaches. and and But that's the only time I can ever remember, you know, doing that. Do you remember when SI did that thing on the phenom, the pitching phenom out of, uh, I don't know, some some con- continent somewhere, some country somewhere that nobody had heard of? Was it Sid Finch? Yep, Sid Finch. He could throw 98 miles an hour, right? Yeah, all kinds of stuff, and and uh, and it was a joke. I've heard and of all the continents, they, though. They, <laughs> you said some continent that nobody's a, ever heard of. You've heard of uh, Australia, Jake? <laughs> what's this? What's this Australia you talk about? You mean Austria? Austria? <laughs> That's in Europe. Did he come that way? Now he came out of the the backwoods somewhere, uh, supposedly, and was the next big phenom. And there were a lot of people who. From a journalistic standpoint, had a problem with uh, with that uh, that thing that they did. I I didn't have a big problem with it, but some people did. But I'm not a big April Fool's guy, not really. Uh, Finch was raised in an English orphanage, then oh, learned yoga in Tibet. 
and could throw a fastball as fast as 168 miles per hour. I was way off. That's a bit of a stretch. Who yeah. would believe yeah, this? Yeah, who would believe yeah. that? Probably the same people that would think like a 13-year-old would break his arm and then become a major league pitcher. Hey, that's a great documentary. Where he threw the ball from the outfield and what, didn't he hurt the second baseman? He won Rookie hand? of the Year, Jake. <laughs> Put some respect on uh, Hosengarten's name or whatever his name was. <laughs> Jake, in all our years of doing shows together, have we ever uh, pulled a fast one on April Fool's? I don't think so, because I've been pretty grumpy about April Fool's for my entire life. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're uh, we're older than 12. Right. Exactly. No offense to the Tribune, uh, or not the Tribune, the, the fake Woj bots out there, but yeah, right. I can see why Gerke would see that, tweet it, and go, whoops. Well, I'm, I just I wanted Gordon to call him up and yell at him like that that <laughs> San Francisco guy. Like, of course you got fools. Stay in your lane, Gurky. I uh, see. I don't believe in staying in your lane. I think you should be able to just do whatever you want. So I don't. Why do you have to take it so seriously? I'm just joking around. <laughs> just why do you have to Get be all. like? I I don't believe in I don't believe in that. I'm referring to in some fact. Fun- it, Anytime anybody says stay in your lane, I think what a what a jerk. Again, we're just um, having a, we're having the fun. Who are can, we I to was hoping we could, or who is anyone to tell anyone wait, to stay in their play, lane? Can we laugh about the 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 audio? <laughs> no, I like or, Robert or Do we have to, to? Can we play it and go ha ha ha? So funny, or or do we have to turn it into some sort of message? Do you think I, any of those people back in the day, uh, when you were a kid, and, and Austin, when you were when you were pulling the fast ones on all these, did you ever feel guilty? Years later, like I said, but I wasn't doing yeah. stuff. I was just like tying rubber bands to the sink hose or something. I wasn't <laughs> wasn't burning down I lives. A, I had a friend once who put put a rubber band around my dog's neck as a joke. I did not think that was. Fun. Is this the same friend that was drowning cats? No. You hung with some bad, else. bad people. Anyway, I, I wonder who if, has anyone been hoodwinked today by uh, by a bad April Fool's gag? I don't know. Yeah. Robert Gerke. Yeah, Robert Gerke. And this is how I pictured your interaction with him. The whole can we play it? Hurry, play it before we can't anymore. Hunter Pence is the National League Player of the Week. And the Giants end up with a 9-6 to six win. Uh, we should tell you, LeBron James is going to star in Space Jam. Well, we, do, we actually... Oh, are you mad? Because I already read that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, how's Steph Curry's uh, knee? Uh, he's nursing it, and it's getting better. Mm-hmm. How long have we been friends? 23 years. I didn't know you were going to do have it. Have you ever, and I'm going to say this with a smile, ever heard me say right before you came on, there's an irrigation problem in Gilroy. You have to Never. talk to Kasim. You never heard to... me say, oh, it's warm weather today. Never. I stay in my lane. And it's it just for, to a friend to oh, do that. you got to talk to Kasim. I like Kasim. Yeah. So don't try and pit me against the producer, well, Kasim. Well, he gave me that lovely script. And here's that. And it's hard for me to get mad. Catherine has stayed at my mother's home. She's written my mother notes. And stolen my material. So how do I get mad? Anyway, how is Curry's knee? Uh, Improving. Okay, well. LeBron was very good in train wreck, so this will be fun. Okay, I shouldn't have brought it up. Yeah, it's going to be great. And Michael Jordan started Space Jam, as you earlier reported. I'm sorry. All right. Darn it. Hard to be mad at Catherine, though. She's a good friend of my mom's, and 
there's going to come a time when uh, you have to choose between the love of your mother and your mother's friends and the honor and dignity of Kron. We may have reached that level. <laughs> okay, let me, let's do the story again then. In the last two minutes, Curry is still about the same. All right, he's got a sprained knee. <laughs> what a jerk. Yeah. Come on. What a caveman. What a freaking jerk. That, no, the more that guy talked, the more of a jerk he sounded like. Huh? But he's a friend. But she's a friend of my mom's. So, you know, sometimes. Hard you to be mad at Catherine. Between the love of your mother and her friends. Or what? Or taking the, the high road or something. What is he talking about? <laughs> the more he talked, the worse it got. How is Steph Curry's knee? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, you knew that one. Um, I never talked to you about irrigation ditches. Uh, I, you never oh, hear me say it's good weather out here, Catherine. Hey, Gerky. Does that guy sound how like is, how is Joe party Engel's with? I mean, <laughs> does that, who wants to spend any time with that guy? I'd rather spend time with the dead dog high school announcer than this guy. This guy, he makes him sound like a really nice fella. Hey, Gerky, how is Bogdanovich's shooting percentage? <laughs> Why did the Jazz plane almost crash? Hmm? I would say, uh, Gerky, I, look, I've never gone uh, before you've written a column and written anything political. Oh, wait. Yes, I have. Has he Ooh. called you and told you to stay in your lane? No. No. Haven't no got that. Nobody with half a brain would do that. That's <laughs> just, uh, He's the godfather. They'd be disappeared. No, I don't, be mean, disappeared. I don't mean I don't mean me I'm personally. Gordon I mean, it, no, I mean anybody would I'm tell Gordon anybody that is just ridiculous. Come <laughs> on. It's silly. Yeah, yeah. So who is on the San Jose Sharks roster this year, huh, Catherine? <laughs> How does Rudy impact the game defensively, huh, Gerke? Huh? <laughs> Hard to be mad at Gerke. He's a friend of my mother's. <laughs> That audio is just amazing. That somebody would do that on television is just amazing. And then he's like, with only two minutes left, you've been talking about this for like five minutes. I like when she's like, please, <laughs> please move on. Yeah, that was bad. She's finally like, yep, I'm a bad coworker. Go ahead. What's your report? And then he says the same thing. Then he goes into the, the Space but, Jam story. Oh, he's such a loser. But the, the, but the funniest part of the whole thing is, she was hardly saying anything, and he was the one that was coming off so badly, you know. And the more he talked, the worse it sounded. Right. The right uh, approach for him would have been to just go further in depth into the story, be yeah. like, as Catherine was talking about, well, and, and or look, even, or even to say to reiterate. Well, <laughs> let's let's ignore the fact that she's being gaslit because she didn't write any of that. It was the producer, which is exactly what she was trying to say. Yeah, yeah and then he, yell, I, then he yells at her for trying to get the freaking producer in trouble. I'm just you know? reading the Don't... card. I didn't write any of this. I just I sit here and I wait for something to come up on the screen and I read it. I don't why even know you, what I read. Why are you yelling at me? What was the story about who? <laughs> I don't know. I just read it. Don't try to drag the producer into this. He wrote it. Kasim's a friend of my mother's too. Put it on the rundown. <laughs> He's my written notes to my mother. Friends. Yeah, that, that, that's really that, that's really shameful on that guy's part. I know nothing about him. Do you know? Any, have you ever seen him? Do you know anything about that guy? No, no. Nor do I care. I don't want to. No, I don't either. Uh, he could be the best person in the world. I He's think it's out like a, it's like book. a San Francisco station. I think David James actually at least is aware of him. Well, he said something about Gilroy, and I'm assuming that's California. So, yeah. 
right up the 1202. Hence, they would be talking about. Take a left at Pismo. <laughs> I lived in California. The 405's a mother. You did? <sighs> There's not a Gilroy, uh, North Dakota? That's Jake, more Jake, my, stay in your lane. That's my 405, all right? That's my 405, <laughs> yeah. not yours. What about Gilroy, you know, you, New Jersey? You go ahead and talk about I-15 all you want. <laughs> Let's see. That's uh, Exactly. All right. We'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned. Market update coming up. Sam <laughs> Hamick after that. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for your market update brought to you by TryDayTrading.com. Now anyone can be a day trader. Visit TryDayTrading.com. Gordon, how'd the markets do today? Let me start with the S&P, Jake. The S&P was up just shy of 47 points. (laughs) The NASDAQ was up 1.76%, up 233 points. Hawaii. And the Dow, the Dow was up uh, just shy of 172 points. (laughs) 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 Coach Mack right there. That was an all-lemma edition there for Tri-Day Trading. There you go. Spokesman for Tri-Day Trading, Alema Harrington. Hawaii. Get it right. We we Uh, should get Alema on. We should get Alema on, you know. He's, He's fun to talk to. And with the Jazz doing what they're doing, maybe we need to haul his carcass onto our show. Talk to yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, Gordon, uh, I have – I'm almost remiss to bring this up because I'm actually annoyed how often it's come up today But uh, in, in my personal life. But are you, are you, in a, are you dialed in to opening day Major League Baseball? I've got it up right now in front of me. The Dodgers and Rockies are tied at two. Why is it bothering you? I don't know. It seems like everybody treats this as some holiday. Well, it's opening day. That's a part of American sports tradition for over a century. Nope. Yeah, I don't know. Is it? I mean, it's yes. it's, it's game one of three thousand. I know, but the but opening day is something special. How dare nope. you, Jake? How dare you? Even imply that this is overcooked somehow. I told I've told you this a thousand times. I remember uh, in the Philadelphia Inquirer there was a a sports cartoon on opening day, and it had a the swing of the bat. This uh, major league player swinging his bat, knocking every other sport out of the way because baseball, the national pastime, had arrived. Yeah, see, I find those other sports far more interesting, though. So I, I'm not coming along with your your uh, your cartoon. 
There. Why not? Why not go ahead and play along with the national pastime, even if it's not your favorite sport, even if it's not the national pastime anymore. Respect tradition, my man. Yeah, I like. I mean, I I played baseball growing up. I like it all right, but I mean, talk about an insignificant regular. Each game being so inconsi- uh, insignificant. Baseball is that game. Yeah, but opening day is uh, why not celebrate the first game of the year? For a lot of people, it's a sign of renewal. And it's, it's like the first and last time Gordon will watch baseball yeah, this season. Yeah, it's true. It, it come, no, I watch baseball a little bit here and there. You I mean, know. I don't watch it like I used to, but I, I mean, I'm, it's, it's worth celebrating, I think. How many Phillies games you watched last year? Uh, I, I did not watch a single game, I think, from first pitch to last out. But I watched I watched games intermittently. I check in and see what's going on. You it's a little not. harder. It's a little harder here in this market. Yeah, because there's more important things going on. Exactly. No, because there's not a, a, a major league baseball team in this town. I honestly think with me, um, uh, for me, I shouldn't say with me, for me with baseball and my relationship of being a fan and not, baseball is a – not a terrific TV sport. And so I think that's part yeah. of the reason I've fallen out of it. Cause I, I'll, I'll, if, if my family goes on a vacation and a, a major league baseball teams in town, in that city where we'll go, you know, I love baseball in person is amazing. It's, it's such a, a, a social sport because of its slow moving pace. It's, it's not like you have to be dialed in all the time. So it's, it's a fun group activity. Um, uh, I, I'm all about the weather and having a cold one and a hot dog and sign me up a uh, hundred out of a hundred times. I, I love going to bees games. We've talked about that. I, I think it's an amazing sport in person. I don't think it translates that well to TV and it's so long. I think it's difficult to include it in your daily life unless you are a diehard. And for those diehards, I get it. Like P, uh, our boy PK is, are the Diamondbacks playing or the Dodgers? Well, the Dodgers are, or what's his other team? PK's got like 12 teams. He kind of likes the Phillies. Uh, Anyway, so, you know, the diehards, I get it, are dialed in on it. I just, like, I would find it tough to fit being a baseball fan into my life, honestly. You wouldn't feel that way if if Salt Lake had a major league team. Maybe it'd be different, but in that case, I've got to do it for my job. In in this case, I'm talking about being a casual fan. But I think it's a function of you having been raised here. Because... I was a big baseball fan until probably my mid twenties. Fantasy I, I baseball, just, all of it. You, when I was a kid, I loved baseball, and now you oh, hardly man, watch it. I love it. Well, I, the market. When I was in L.A., I watched a lot more baseball than I do here because there were two major league teams in that market. But I thought you weren't a fan. I'm not. So but why I was would that make a be, difference? Because I need to be clued into what was happening on the sports scene in Los Angeles. Which was your job. Yes, we're talking about being a casual fan. Of course, yeah, if it's so your I'm, job, you're going to watch more of it. Well, I'm a casual fan. No, I'm just telling you that I paid much closer attention to it. And I think your uh, your average sports fan in this town would pay much closer attention to it if they had a representation in the league. But I guess that's exactly what I'm talking about is it's not a real interesting sport on TV and where uh, our market is a good example of that because well, well, what, what, what I'm saying to you is if there was if there was a team I give understand me a what you're saying give me a name I mean if, if there was a Salt Lake uh, I don't know pioneers or something that played Major League Baseball people would watch it on TV I agree but that that's my point that I'm trying to make to you I understand what you're saying 
My point I'm trying to make to you is without that personal attachment, people around here don't watch it. I mean, the the actual product of the game, you know, being exciting and whatever, it, it it's a regional sport because of it takes that personal attachment to watch it. Oh, yeah. My point in saying that if there were a team here, people would watch it on TV was to address your idea that it's a bad sport on TV. It is. It takes a personal attachment to watch it. Yeah, I got it. But people would watch it. it. it the people would watch it in the same way that they go to their seven-year-old's ballet performance. I don't think so. I think you're That way they're personally attached. It. Because they're not personally attached and don't necessarily watch it. I, I think I think if if someone was smart enough to move a major league franchise here, it would be it would be huge. I'm not arguing it, that point. I'm not. I'm not. I think if a hockey team came here, it would be huge. I don't think it'd be anywhere as huge as baseball. But I'm talking about the the general interest of the casual sports fan. I think baseball has some things working against it. First and foremost, that it's not a great TV sport. It's a much better in-person sport. Football, for example, was created with television in mind, or might as well have been. I mean, it fits so seamlessly into the TV world that it's almost better to watch a game at home than it is in person. In fact, it is better in a lot of ways to watch a game at home as opposed to in person. I think basketball is a really good TV sport. I don't think hockey is for different reasons than baseball. Hockey's too fast and the puck is too small. And with baseball, it's just too to, it's too slow and there's not a determined amount of time that the game lasts. Mm, I, I disagree with that. I, I, I just I, I think uh, I think it's if you didn't if there was not an NBA team here, how many people would pay attention to the NBA? Um, I'm not sure. So you, what I'm, my point is that you might be able to make the same point about any sport. Well, we started here. this segment by, well, I said, I'm telling you about my personal journey. Okay. I don't like watching baseball games on TV. And I've talked to others that have the, the same opinion. And yes, if, well, I, had, if about... I had to watch it for work, I would watch more of it. If people around here had a personal attachment to a team, yes, they would watch more of it. But I think that's an example of what I'm talking about because it has become a regional sport because it's, it draws great because it's a great in-person game. It's a great event to go to. And when you have that personal attachment, it can be lucrative. That's why the uh, local TV deals, see the Dodgers, are so important for Major League Baseball teams because it's a huge revenue stream as opposed to their national TV deal, which is lucrative, I'm sure, but not the sweetest plum when it comes to baseball. And I think it's... Well, I'm, say, I'm saying you could say the same thing about any sport. I don't... I disagree. Okay. Well, we'll agree to disagree then. I loved watching baseball on TV uh, when I was growing up just because I was a baseball fan. I was a fan of a lot of teams. I liked watching it. Yeah, I, I watched it as a game. kid too. I don't anymore. I'll admit to you. I don't. I, if it were more required of my job, I'd watch more, but there's not a real thirst for baseball talk around here. Well, why did, why did you stop watching it on TV? Why did you it's even boring start and watching long. it on TV? I, well, I then why did you watch it originally? I watched I watched uh, lots of stuff as a kid that I don't watch anymore. <laughs> uh, my answer to that question is I don't have the time I have that I had as a kid. I don't have the free time. Right. That's true. I have to pick and choose what I'm going to use my viewing minutes for and 
after the Jazz games and BYU, Utah, and Utah State football, it's pretty much spent each week for me. See, that's a that's a great point too. I used to, as a, a lot of kids around here, I think used to come home from school in the afternoon, and while they were wolfing down their bowl of cereal or whatever, would turn into TBS or what's the one from WGN, Chicago, yeah, and watch either the Cubs or the Braves. I used to do that all the time, but yeah, I had all the time in the world. But I'm telling you right now that if there were a major league team here in Salt Lake City, Austin, you'd be finding the time. Yes, absolutely. That's that's you, we just said the same thing. I think. Because I would make the time for it uh, instead of something else. Like if, they, especially if there were no Jazz, but there were a Major League Baseball team here that would replace the Jazz watching. If there, if you added baseball to the current lineup of Jazz, Utes, Cougars, and Aggies, I would carve out the time to see it. But I can tell you right now, there's not enough time for me to watch all of those things and 162 games, one through nine innings. I just there's not enough time to do that. I would make the prediction that if there were a major league team here in this market, it would be every bit of what the Jazz is. Or maybe, I mean, it would be, but it that's would be because really, of the personal really connection. That's, the, right. that's what okay. I've been saying over and over again. That's not right, because right. the sport is unreal. It's because wow, there's a team here. And that right. that to that point, Gordon, you're right. You could say that about any professional sports team coming here, couldn't you? I don't know about it. I don't know about. I don't know. I don't know if hockey would command that. Kind Look how of Vegas adopted hockey. I bet. We, yeah. I bet we'd dive right in head first if an NHL team came here. Yeah, I wonder if it'll ever happen. That's, that's, that's more really likely than a baseball question. team. Why is that? One, there's already a building here that can host the the team. What building is that? The one I'm sitting in. No, it's got crappy sight lines for hockey. They can still host a hockey game here, and it still uh, has – anywho. Uh, I still think hockey would be more likely. Plus, it's a more volatile league, meaning more franchises move more often. Yeah, with, it'd, be, it'd they, be so expensive to get a Major League Baseball team in here. Holy cow. You know, I don't know. Uh, I, I imagine at some point this market will be able to sustain that, but I don't know when that will be. Sam Amick, coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.